0: Hi, this is Michael Ian Black, and you're listening to Radio 8-Ball, with your host, Andres Jones. Welcome to
1: Radio 8-Ball, give us a shake. We're in L.A., tempting fate. We're putting questions to the songs that we will randomly select with the help of a friend. Synchronicity. Now it's time for radio, April, give us a shake.
2: Welcome back to Radio Eight Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I am your host, Andras Jones, here at Starburns Industries in the studio with Carolyn Kane. Hi, Andras. She is providing the oracle fodder for our musical divinations. And for this segment, we are joined. We are we are uh, happy to welcome back to Radio Eight Ball someone who was here. During our Harry Nelson tribute episode, he is the organi- organizer organizer of the Harry Nelson sing-alongs that happen every year in conjunction with Harry's birthday and in support of getting him into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, Todd Lawrence.
0: Well, hello there. Thank you for having me.
2: Yeah, well, it's great to have you back, and I know that after the last one, you're like, "Oh, I wish i had kind of known what was going on. I would have asked a different question." So I figured, well, yeah. you know, now that you do, now you can. So uh, you. I just wanted to, to to jump in and give some context. the The reason I invited you here today, beyond that, was that you and I have been engaging in some. Uh, rigorous and friendly debate that is a I think a, a debate that's going on all over the country within the Democratic Party between people who are who identify as progressives and maybe supported Bernie Sanders in the primary last time and people who maybe at the time in that election in that primary supported Clinton and represent the other maybe what? Again, I don't want to. Since I identify as a progressive, I don't want to uh, to identify what the people who are Clinton or post-Clinton Democrats <laughs> identify as. But we were having, a, like I said, a, the kind of debate that I think a lot Sir. of people were having, and I think because. Uh, I respect the way you approach things and and your intelligence. I thought it might be uh, useful to to bring it out here, and we could maybe unpack that a little bit and have that be the the foundation for our question. So having set that up, I want to toss it to you. And how how would you characterize this this debate, not necessarily just between you and me, but this debate writ large for the whole country?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a big, big question, isn't it? so, I mean, it seems to me that, that, you know, what we have here is sort of a a debate around priorities. Um, You know, I think I think it's sort of a tactical thing, whereas, you know, because I think most of the people look, I don't know anybody, uh, any Democrat who didn't like what Sanders was saying. I know I did. You know, so I don't think it's a matter of not liking what he was saying. I think, you know, a lot of at the time there were people who thought he might not win or thought, uh, you know, that sort of thing. But but ultimately, I think it gets down to a question of, uh, you know, we're we're having a, a moment where we're not sure uh, that we're even going to have a system going forward uh, in, in the situation that we're in, and the question of sort of whether we're Uh, uh, doing sort of the finishing touches on america or whether we're trying to even figure out how to uh get back to the point where we could even start having that debate i think that's where that that's i think where people like myself are are are, does that make sense
2: yeah and and so so we just have maybe have a a catch-all what like would you just say that you define yourself as a Democrat? Is that would that be the? Absolutely. Yeah, and I guess uh, so. I guess then. See, I mean, this is, was part of that debate: was the idea that there's that there are that maybe in some way the the progressive wing of the party isn't like if you're a social democrat that I'm, that negates. I'm losing you. I'm not oh, hearing sorry. you. Sorry. Um, sorry, I was saying that. There that that maybe that that is part of where the disconnect sometimes happened in the debate during the primary was that people who were like yourself who identified as democrats were saying that Bernie Sanders isn't even a democrat and that his followers aren't even really democrats so why should we why should they expect to get a fair shake or be listened to as much as someone who is a real democrat which that was I mean I guess that's part of the divide that I found is like I'm I find that I'm I think you and I both agree that the goal here is to uh, rest some semb- rest power away from the people who are really have some nefarious aims that are within yeah, the Republican yeah. Party and that not even within the Republican Party that are within the circle of Trump and his administration. And so and but also within the Republican Party. I don't want to going to cut <sighs> cut them too much slack. Um but that I don't want to
0: give too much power to the right. uh, who's a real democrat.
2: Thing. Well, I uh, well, I guess my I guess the the only point is that in that my goal is speaking for I was thinking about this is that what I'm interested in is, as an artist is uh, cultivating intelligence and mm-hmm. I want and I want to be able to support a you know f, or policies that are intelligent and candidates who are intelligent I think whether or not you liked Barack Obama clearly he brought an intelligence to the conversation that Elevated things in the same right. way that I think Trumping brings a lack of intelligence to conversations, which de- devolves things. And when we get into divisive things of saying, "Well, you're not even a Democrat, or you're a Russian stooge, or whatever," you know, any of right. these things that are leveled at people that dehumanizes them and creates division, I think is a is a negative. And that I'm is that something that you'd agree with?
0: I would totally agree with that.
2: You know, and that's, and I feel like that's ultimately that's the goal. Whatever you're supporting, and I think this is where maybe, and I, I, and I, this is, this is not a political debate show, and I really wanted to have this be the context for whatever question you asked. I don't know what it is; it might not even have anything to do with this. Uh, But everything has something to do with everything, so I'll find a way that it does. Yeah, yeah. But but I think that see, this is why I invited you here because ultimately, what will sink us is if we. Allow ourselves to be disunited through unintelligent conversations. If we can have well, agree intelligent debate where we disagree, but we always, but we we don't we, that we really that we can bring some game to our game and really know what we're talking about and know when we can listen and know when we can back up and say, "Oops, you know what." No, maybe I was wrong there, or maybe—or I certainly didn't know that piece of information, as opposed to feeling dug in, and when you get—when someone gives me right. a new p- piece of information, say, well, f- I'm not even going to pay attention to that information. I have my point that I have to make, and so, you know, that that's really what I'm—I— I, we were talking earlier how songs are spells, where Radio 8 Ball episodes are spells, and I want this to be a spell of unification for people who have who are having this argument. I've had it well, in let's... my family. I lost friends over this argument and through the primaries. It got really tough, and I want to do yeah. it different this time.
0: Well, we have to do it different this time. It really, there is no choice. I mean, you know what I mean? We we have to find a way to come together. And uh, the, the amount of... The, energy that we put into being sort of uh, uh, at each other's throat or being right at the other one isn't really that productive. Um, This is, uh, you know, as as I said to you the other day, uh, the wolf is at the door. Right? Let me pull back to 3,000 feet and give you sort of like maybe a, a way of thinking about how I think about it. Is that okay?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please do.
0: All right, so... There, there was a book that came out uh, in the mid-80s, it was on game theory, and it was called uh, Finite and Infinite Games. And the, the premise of this book was that if you're playing a game, there's two types of games. One of them is um, uh, an infinite game is say like baseball, where you don't, the, the Yankees don't try to destroy the Red Sox, they don't try to kill everybody on the team because they want to play them again, right? The game is supposed to keep going on and on and on. Right, uh, Politics used to be an infinite game. Sometimes you, you won, sometimes they won. Uh, you uh, accepted that the other team had uh, the moral right to lead when they won because this was an infinite game and you knew eventually you would win and you hoped that you won more of the time. Something happened in our politics. I, I don't know when you want to say it is. You know, somewhere around uh, when Rush Limbaugh hit the air and Fox News and all that, where politics started to become a finite game. Right? Does this... Uh, 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 maybe that... Hopefully this resounds with some truth with you.
2: I'm definitely... Where... There's definitely... A, yeah, that's a... That's a... There's some... Th- yeah, there's definitely some truth to that.
0: Okay. Or I think So, there is. my premise is that... This idea that we that movement politics, the idea that we are supposed to actually uh, reach the end of our goal, have the uh, the the exact sort of expression of our ideological idea on either side, is essentially playing a finite game. Is that? Uh,
2: I I I hear you and. Because this isn't a political debate show, i going to hold my response <laughs> and let that be the context for whatever question you have for the Pop Oracle, because I really want to honor your point of view as, as, approach as we it. approach this. So, But just so I can reflect it back so I, I hear what you're saying is that there, the, there's the finite and the infinite – uh, view of political debate, and what you're saying is that the the to keep it to keep it going, there's this sense of going of of give and take and not necessarily ever having to reach the ultimate goal of Correct. whatever your political agenda is. I, I boy, it's so hard not to respond to that. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, but you know what I just I'm gonna so uh, so yeah, so what's your question <laughs> for the pop Oracle?
0: Okay, so. Uh, I've had an an, an interesting week uh, personally, a lot lot happening in my life. And so I tried to think of something that, that fit that and fit this. And so my question is, can we ever truly
2: know another person? Okay. Can we ever truly know another person? And now to engage the pop oracle on your behalf, I'm going to spin the wheel of eight. Na 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 we love it. Song number four. Birds nearby.
3: I've been hoping throughout the listening to your conversation with one another that this was going to be the song.
2: Oh, that's fantastic.
3: Okay. Ready?
2: Mhm. Okay. Strong That was Birds Nearby from Carolyn Kane. The answer to Todd Lawrence's question, can you ever really know another person? Very. Now, I'm curious about the context of that question, but before we get into it, Kira, you said that you were hoping that song would be chosen when you were listening to our conversation leading up to the question. Why was that?
3: Because... I wrote the song after reading *Exile in the Kingdom* by Camus, and thinking about Algeria, and thinking about history of colonialism and white supremacy, and and kind of the arbitrary nature of rules and law, and, and that really it's just a obviously a, a tool for uh, power dynamics, um, and how really arbitrary and confusing um, the justice system is. And has been throughout history, and in every country ever, and it confuses me, and it's really scary, mm-hmm. and it, it, I think, is just inherently nefarious. Mm-hmm. And crime is so profoundly relative and subjective, based upon circumstance. Right. And. Exiling someone for committing a crime is also a crime, and it's this this whole thing that's super confusing because it's totally arbitrary and um, doesn't make sense, and it's the opposite of justice.
2: So, and and that's how it relates to the to the quest to the context. Did you think about how that might relate to that question of can you ever really know somebody? I did,
3: and the only the thing that kind of comes to mind about it is that the sort of prison of the mind or the emotions or of letting go into a space of vulnerability with another person it also is a a little bit of a prison Mm -hmm. to be to be near someone to speak to someone even to be silent in the presence of someone and to hold back some truth Mm -hmm. is also a way of in some sort of exile and to also to hold someone else incorrect for something that they think or feel is also just as arbitrary to me and very confusing, because who, who's the arbiter of, of crime? Right. Whether it's personal or not. Yeah. And everything's personal.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So so Todd, Yeah. What did you think about that as the answer to your question? And maybe if you could tell give us a little bit of context. You don't have to go into specific details if they're too personal, but some general sense of where that question is coming from.
0: Well, first off, a beautiful song. Thank uh, you. Second, if I couldn't hear Kira's response to you, so if I say similar things, please oh, sorry. excuse that. No, that's okay. Um, you know, well, I mean, the context, I was meditating on the conversation I figured you and I were going to have, where this idea of people sort of talking past each other, sort of having conversations that are mirrors of conversations where they have of other people where we really are, don't feel seen by each other. And then, you know, in my own life, uh, I just, you know, I tend to, to uh, not have a, a lot of problems with the people in my life, but this, this week was uh, just a hard week for me interpersonally. I had uh, uh, some, uh, s- s- you know, some instances where um, I felt people, uh, you know, that I knew well that I, I suddenly came out feeling uh not that known you know what i mean and so uh it's it's you know has me questioning questioning myself questioning uh everything and so it's a good thing to question right yeah 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 so i mean that's the, the that that's what sort of animated the question and certain so, the song brought up all sorts of thoughts to me
2: well can you men can you give us an idea of maybe one or two well, sure. I mean,
0: so the first uh, thing is, is, you know, I couldn't always make out the lyrics, but I got a sense of uh, of what uh, uh, was being said. And it, for, the first thing I thought about the idea of is, you know, I had this, I guess at first kind of almost uh, thought, well, it was it's sort of about accepting the fact that, you know, people that were not really – each other, we're near each other. We're, you know, like, you know, at the atmosphere with each other. But then I thought deeper of it, and I thought of the way, you know, if you ever watch like the way birds fly in formation, and how they seem to know what to do, and all that, that they have experience of each other. That's on a uh, a, a level that's other than, uh, uh I guess, you know, other than something we would understand. You know, and so I started. Yeah, I started thinking that maybe at some level you can know a person. You can have that thing with them,
2: like whether you're in. Like it may be, it may seem like you're in disagreement, but even that disagreement has a kind of harmony. That if you saw it from far enough away, it would look like the way birds do when they're exactly in. They're moving in concert. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I had a couple of ideas. So yeah, so the, here we have another song with doors in them, with a prison door now. So we have a the door of love, the door of dreams, and now the prison door. Wow, a lot of doors in your songs. So for me I was thinking about when you Well, first of all, it's it, I mentioned earlier in the show, we're doing this during a Mercury retrograde retrograde and having that sense of I thought I knew you, but I don't know what the hell you're talking about is a very Mercury retrograde thing. And one of the things, if you, whether you believe it or not, I feel like it's one of those... Uh, I, I'm a person who I love gray weather, but when I'm around, when I'm living in places where it's gray weather, other people get depressed. And so being around a bunch of depressed people affects me more than the gray weather does. And I feel like... If whether you believe in Mercury retrograde or not, there's enough people who believe in it that if you're moving with people, you're going to be having Mercury retrograde kind of interactions. And I feel, and I've been told that the best way to look at those is that they're opportunities to go back over things. Mercury, the whole idea of Mercury retrograde is it's time to go back over the things that maybe you, you sort of moved through too fast without having a good conversation or having good boundaries or setting intentions or doing the things that make it so that you are able to stay in concert when things. Get weird, you know. It's like a, the business that everything's great until money starts coming in, and then you realize, oh my God, we have we don't have any good agreements, and that's a very Mercury retrograde kind of situation. Um, so then, and then thinking of the context, and this is where I'm going to get my opportunity to respond to your idea of finite and infinite, the yeah. finite and infinite view. I guess that that uh, the I, there are some things that are like that are inarguable. Climate change is inarguable. There's no sort of incremental, well, we can partially acknowledge climate change and we can partially not. We can have we can let the oil companies have their point of view and have their pipelines, and we can still do something about climate change. It's not a it's not a it's it is a zero sum game. Like And in the same way that like in this, they're talking about exiles and I talk about intelligence. It's like I feel exiled from intelligence when both sides of the argument are saying, yeah, climate change is an issue. Like one is saying climate change doesn't exist. And the other thing is saying climate change is an issue, but we'll get to it after we beat the Republicans. It's like, no, climate change is an issue today for everyone. And anyone who's not saying that is not dealing with reality. And... Taking any child away from a parent, like it's there's not a there's not a halfway between like you can we're not going to take a hundred b- kids away from their parents. We're just going to take fifty. No, no, taking kids away from their parents for because they want to be Americans and call making them illegal and making them exile through arbitrary laws, as Kara points out, is not like I don't feel like there's a compromise to be had there. If the debate is between. Taking a hundred kids away or taking fifty kids away i 'm going to be with the team that's saying no let 's take no kids away, and climate change is real, and we should all take it seriously today and there is no, there is no good pipeline through Native American lands. And so I, and this is where I come from. I'm not, I'm not necessarily, but I, but I think that there's that, that's what animates my point of view is the sense that we are dealing with, with realities that the political, that, that, that finite or infinite view of the political spectrum uh, ignores. When, it's a, when you say, you know, if, if, a tr- if a truck's coming your way, just get out of the way of the truck and then legislate trucks hitting people. Um, but that's – anyway, I had no, to – No, I
0: think that's, uh, yeah. that's well-spoken, and it's, a, it's definitely a thing I, I uh, struggle with, and I'm certainly not advocating for splitting the baby on every, uh, every issue. I mean I think that would be stupid. You have to have core values. Right, so you know, the question I would throw to you is, is that like, so is everything uh, sort of that, or are there a few things that are that?
2: There are. I would. I, this is just for me. I would say that there are a few things that are essentially that, but they underpin our whole, like as as Kira was saying, that the the delivery of justice is is criminal. So Ooh. in our country, it's clearly, and it has been, and it's not even in our country, it's in every country, that the, the the delivery of justice system is prejudice in every country. And the concept of crime is arbitrary. And so basically, I what I believe is that we are so far down a situation of being out of whack in terms of some very crucial life, you know, like you, you can't live without it kind of things like air, child. water, children, the free, you know, the ability to be of a certain color walking down the street and know that you're not going to get killed by a, an uh, an agent of the state. Right. Like these things that they're, yeah, I think there's a, those things are all inarguable. And because they're not even in the conversation, it might seem like, like a radical thing to say, oh, no, we're going to have all of these conversations now. And whether you call yourself a Democrat or Republican, if you're not having these conversations, you're not going to get anyone. You're you're not going to get our support. And it, as trouble. You know, I, that's going down a certain road. And I don't this is not about denying anyone support. It's more about cultivating an intelligent conversation yeah. and creating the unity around these ideas that, yeah, you know what? Everyone deserves to have life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Right? Sure.
0: Well, I don't want to be arguing for yeah. like trying to do less, right? That's not, you know, I, I don't think, and I hope you're not reading that what I'm saying is like, well, it's not important. None of these things are important, so you shouldn't do them. We should just split the difference on everything. It's, that's not exactly what I'm saying.
2: Oh no, yeah. I don't, and I, I don't think that that. I, I just, I think we have, I, I think what we did at this point, we, I don't think we can. We're not going to solve the, uh, all of the divisions in the right. Democratic Party today. But I think what we have been able to do, I think which is, is nice and maybe can be a grounds for our future conversations and future conversations with people who are listening to this, is identifying you know, just where our points of view are coming from. And right. I really appreciate... Kira for being able to connect the song that way and also I I, I feel whenever I'm in a situation where there's a half an hour going on and two guys are talking as much as us and there's a woman in the room who's not getting as much of a voice in it whether or not she, her head is exploding, I know a bunch of women who are probably listening to this show whose oh, heads sure. are fucking exploding. So let's end this. Kira, would you like to give us the last word on this as the, not even an argument, no, just like where does this conversation sit for you? And as as someone who's witnessed this conversation happening in front of you, is there anything you can reflect on us as like, oh, you guys are crazy or, uh, you know, good job? <laughs> <laughs>
3: I, I think context is everything and if people's heads are down in the sand and lift, lift our heads up and look at the context and all of history and all of human experience and, and things suddenly are so much less complex and so much easier to to see what's become arbitrary about the systems that we've created for ourselves.
2: And that's where we end. That was. That's a good place to end it. Excellent. Todd, thank you for doing this and yeah, for pleasure. trusting me to, to, to come into to my zone. And uh, I hope you feel respected. Oh, absolutely. Heard.
0: Absolutely. Then, uh, you're a good man. Thank you. Kara, I wish I heard what you
2: said. Your, your soul was beautiful. <laughs>
3: thank you, Todd. Nice to hear your voice.
2: Oh, You'll nice hear all of it on the tape. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball.